Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. It is Monday, August the 9th, 2021. Hope you're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Had a good weekend. Had an opportunity to get a lot of work done. Did a bunch of changes here in the office. Like it. If you've uh, noticed, the uh, podcast is, we're doing a little bit different format. We'll keep 10 podcasts up, and then uh, we'll take the rest and we'll put them in archive. And if you want to get access to those, you can, but they're only for clients. How do you like that? That is what it is, what it is. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the upcoming hurricane and the evacuation routes that the state of Florida is preparing for everybody and how we are going to basically get screwed. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdell Podcast, general business and economic observations, individual wealth, tips, tricks, tools, or techniques, and thinks that made Paul raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. So one of the things you hear me say all the time on all the podcasts is think about it. You got to connect the dots. You got to be rational. Do not get yourself all wound up so that you basically go bonkers. But we have a problem. We have a real serious problem and it's not being discussed. And what might that be? It's the increasing usage of electrical vehicles might not be exactly the best thing to have when we have a massive evacuation that's required because of, say, a hurricane. I mean, it never happens, right? Oh, it never happens. We never have storms that hit the state of Florida or the Gulf Coast or the East Coast. New York never has those things either, right? They never happen. But see, there's always an opposite and equal reaction to things. Everybody's talking about climate change. Well, I got news for you. I'm dead serious on this. Guess what? Guess what? Climate's been changing as long as this thing we call Earth has been around. But to think that we are so God Almighty powerful that we can control the weather, I don't know, man. I'm a little bit concerned about the narcissism that is pervasive in the world of science today because I guess, what, 99.9999% of all the scientists agree that we probably caused Hurricane Irma in 2017, right? We, we did that. And, but... What will be the problem? Well, people, they can make it, right? I mean, they can get a few miles away. Electric vehicles. Florida faces a very serious challenge when it comes to power supply. Now, just think about this for a minute. How are you going to charge all of these vehicles, and everybody's trying to get out of town, where are they going to charge up? And if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe it takes a little while to sit around for the vehicle to charge up, right? 
And if you do things like run, oh, I don't know, you're idling, running your air conditioner, I mean, which is what you would normally do unless you're really low on gas, and you've got electric, you're really up, you've screwed the pooch. So we've had power outages in Florida. We have. Power lines go down. And what happens is when you get a cascading series of failures, if the entire network goes down, oh, but wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. That will never happen, right? That'll never happen. We'll never lose touch with the world. We'll always be able to continue to do what we got to do, right? I mean, it always works. Everything always works. That's what we're told, right? We live in cities, and we can walk around the corner to the bodega, and we can get our food. We don't even really have much in our, in our refrigerator. Yeah, stockpiling's for fools. So let's take a look at what policymakers are talking about when it comes to electric vehicles. And now that we're saying that, you know, because of climate change is, I, well, you just ask yourself this question. If every vehicle became an electric vehicle overnight, wouldn't you need your power from, you know, the power people? I mean, like the electric power people? So, yes, okay, apparently, now let's just think this thing through very logically. From an investment standpoint, let's think this thing through very logically. Before we do it, let me give you this quick little disclaimer. Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. You know, I'm old enough to remember the TV show Laughing from the 1960s starring Rowan and Martin, and you had Ruth Buzzy, and you, oh my gosh, you had Goldie Hawn. You, know, you had all these people on there. It was really hilarious. I can guarantee your sweet bippy, if you remember that one, I guarantee your sweet bippy, there are people who are going to lose their cookies over this. They're going to go, I hate this guy. He's such a mean person. It doesn't make sense. But now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. If all of our vehicles now become electric, then obviously we no longer have a problem with global change, climate change, or anything else, right? Hurricanes will stop. Cows will stop farting. Everything is going to be good, right? We're all going to eat our broccoli and, and um, you know, have a uh, top it off with a little bit of soy soy. I don't know about you, but I don't buy this crap, you know? I just don't. So you have a, cas- a cascading f- series of failures with the power grid, you can't charge your cars. You got people sitting off the side of the road, right? But maybe that's what the government wants you to do. I don't know. The only thing I can, the only reason I can think of this is they want you to take the bus. There you go. You got to take the bus. Buses become really critical when you have to evacuate. So let me think this thing through. There are enough buses to get all of Florida out of harm's way. No, wait a minute. Maybe not because. I know that there's a limited number of buses in St. Pete and Orlando and Miami and Tampa, and I don't think there's enough people. I, I think, don't think there's enough buses to get everybody on, on, on these buses, right? Well, we use school buses, but wait a minute. Are there enough school buses for all the kids? Because right now, buses with staggered schedules, they don't just go out and grab kids and take them back. I mean, they, they've got to take kids to different schools. 
So maybe we stuff people in like like sardines. Is that what we do? So are there plans to coordinate the evacuation of the state with your school districts? And so is there a plan to get all of the Well, we can do trains. That's right. We could probably do trains. But are there enough train cars? Does Amtrak have enough train cars to get, I don't know, 5, 10, 20, 30% of the population? What percentage of the population do we need to get out of harm's way before we have efficacy. I mean, just like COVID, you know, I mean, we get inoculated, right? We get a little shot, and, and so everything is fine. We don't need a second. Oh, that's right, we do need a second. We don't need a third. Oh, that's right, we do need a third. Well, whatever happens, it's always going to be fine because the government's going to take care of us, just like they did in Katrina, right? They took care of everybody in Katrina. I don't know about that. They probably fell short on that. You even had cops walking off the job. People in nursing homes died, hospitals died because, you know, <laughs> there's a hurricane coming. You're on your own. We're out of here. So do we have policymakers thinking this through? Well, I don't know about you, but I know that we live in a disaster-prone area here in the state of Florida. I know that the same exists for portions of Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North and South Carolina. We tend to get clobbered periodically. Same thing in Texas. So with the improving economics and energy efficiency of vehicles, are they going to be able to quickly charge up? Are we getting a sufficient range? Even if you have a sufficient range, idling and sitting for a prolonged period of time, is it going to be able to enable the average American who has one vehicle, it's an electric vehicle, or both vehicles, if they have two in the house, can they get out? And we want to make sure that we don't have a disruptive transportation system. We want to make sure that people are moving along. And, of course, you know, hurricanes. Hurricanes will stop once we have gotten rid of all of our combustible engines, right? We get rid of coal, get rid of combustible engines, and don't do nukes. No, don't do nuclear energy because, you know, remember Nagasaki and Hiroshima. I'm just curious, have you ever gone to Nagasaki and Hiroshima? I mean, have you been there lately? Because there's a lot of people there. They're they're walking around. And shouldn't that place be like full of, you know, I don't know, uh, radiation? Shouldn't the Japanese be just dropping dead like crazy? You know, there are other types of extreme events. Um, we have earthquakes. We have tornadoes. There are all sorts of different phenomena that takes place. And these trends, when they are coupled together, can be really, really ugly. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, I don't know, man, Hurricane Irma, remember her? Uh, the largest largest scale evacuation in U.S. history. 6.5 million people in Florida were on mandatory evacuation orders. Now, consequently, 4 million vehicles were used to get your butt out of the state. Hmm, now let's think this thing. Do you think we will have severe travel delays, severe traffic jams? I mean, the speed limit's going to be 75 miles an hour. I don't think so. What happened was they experienced about 15 miles an hour at the peak when everybody was on the road, when it was the most congested. So you're puttering along at 15 miles an hour. Hmm. How many hours of battery life do you have? Hmm. I don't know. I'm being really ridiculous because I find all of these people that are, again, making, you know, such outrageous claims to be ridiculous. I do. Now, listen, if you want to live in California 
and you want to live in that in that wonderful state where nothing ever happens, you know, you never get an earthquake, you never get a tsunami, everything is wonderful. You never get wildfires up there either. You guys don't get riots. You know, it's a beautiful place. Nothing ever happens bad in California. Everybody works, everybody's got a home, everybody's got a job, everybody pays taxes, kumbaya, everybody's got a college degree, not just a college degree, everybody in California has a master's and doctorate, and everybody has, a, has somebody working for them to do the jobs they don't want to do. Wait a minute, why? Maybe, huh, well, I don't know, maybe servants, servants, we don't use that word anymore, do we? We use, um, can we use the word maids, butlers? I don't know if we can get away with that. Personal assistance. Well, you know, they used to have a thing called a PDA and used to be a thing called Palm Pilot. That was a personal assistant. Well, robots, that's it. I, I, I can't believe I forgot this. In California, when you move there, they issue you a robot to do all the things you don't want to do, like mow your grass, wash your dog, take your kid to school because nobody wants to take their kid to school, read to the kid because nobody wants to read to the kid anymore. Nobody wants to teach them about, you know, well, here's a good thing. The robot doesn't need to know history because nobody wants to learn history anyways. So here's the point. You got to move to California. So we're going to be encouraging everybody in the state of Florida to move to California because they have all the power there in the world. They don't need to be concerned about evacuations. Climate change there will immediately change as soon as the traffic you know, settles down and uh, we get away from gas. And um, again, if anything should happen, California has more than enough public transportation to get the entire state to wherever it would go. <laughs> probably to the state of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, never forget, I can get a little tart on things, and I find the intelligence of the average PhD today to be so incredibly, insanely stupid. Literally, this is it is unbelievable. Do they think I'm doing this for fun? This town needs an enema. And now, folks... It's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? I wish uh, that I had some loftier purpose, but uh, I'm afraid in the end it's just the money. And that's what it is, folks. In the end, it's just for the money. Follow the money. We do. We're in a, you know, that's what I do all day long. It's all about forecasting. It's about trying to figure out where, what's going on. So you have different people that get into positions of authority and these people have different positions and backers for different sources of energy. And as a result, you need to pay attention to things like, you know, hydroelectric, wind. Oh, yeah, those turbines. See, now that's it. The state of Florida needs to get turbines. Everybody needs to have a turbine every, you know, few blocks because when the big storm comes, they'll just spin like crazy. Oh, that's right. When the wind gets over a certain speed, they have to shut them down or they're going to break. Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. So if you don't have the IQ of a carrot, do me a favor, just talk about this a little bit. Just talk about it. And what I want you to do is think about it. Just think about it. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about fixed-cost financial and long-view forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Woo! Woo!
Oh, yeah.